Hi guys, welcome back to Politician's Playground. We are back with another episode today. We are very excited because we are talking about Biden and we are kind of covering what's transpired with his presidency in the past month and a half. Um, so we would just like to get right intro- into introductions. I'm your host, Sam Autry. I'm Emma Solperno. Yeah, hi. Hi, Emma. Hi. Welcome. Uh, so I just want to kind of start with your general you know, overview your opinions on how you think Joe Biden has done in office, uh, what what things you think have stood out, you know? Okay. Um, I think he's, I, okay. I know a lot of people have like a lot uh, to say about this and I, which is kind of strange to me because like after Trump, like I feel like the bars were so low and I feel like everyone's mm-hmm. holding him to a very, very high standard. And I think that's because mm-hmm. of, like, a bunch of promises that he made that, like, aren't yeah. really coming true. But we have to remember that it's only been a month and a half. And these things that he said, like, a lot of it has to go through Congress first before it can, like, actually be put into play. Yeah. And I also feel like the main kind of focus right now in the country is coronavirus and, like, getting out the vaccines, which is, like also a different another topic um but one thing that really stood out to me was that he bombed syria and i just like was kind of surprised about that because i feel like he's he kind of like um made himself out to be like a very peaceful person and like Mm -hmm. throughout his whole campaign and then like this happened in like the first month and a half so that that was pretty surprising to me and i know a lot of people um hold a lot of judgment about that and want to hold him accountable for that also yeah um yeah speaking uh quickly about that syria bombing uh i like never heard him talk about any type of foreign policy or uh whatever he wants to do with you know mm-hmm. um international relations but that was also very shocking to me i think uh it was definitely out of character like you said like we would think he would be focusing on just america and keeping the peace because it is a glo- like covid-19 is a global distraction which is why i don't think uh we this which is why i think we haven't seen a lot of um you know like international um conflict yeah. in the past like year um so yeah i think that's like already served as sort of you know like something to distract us but getting right back into like that syria tension and that iran tension that we had uh back in december 2019 with 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 trump almost causing world war Mm three like i think that's like very concerning but i hope it's definitely not a representation of what's to come in the next four years yeah that's exactly Um, what i thought yeah but um i think other than that there have both been like there have been negatives and positives like for example he's uh passed you know 17 executive orders in the first day mm-hmm. uh from things ranging from immigration to uh the co- the coronavirus to equality and um you know um, many many other things and i think those are things to kind of look at but at the same time uh there there's been a lot of you know outrage from the people uh saying that he's felt you know he's fallen short on a few of his promises 
Um, so what do you think about that? What do you know about that? Um, I think that people really want to find like reasons to criticize him and dislike him and everything because like while the Trump and Biden election was going on, people were like, oh, you know, like we're, we're just settling for Biden. Like, remember, we're just settling. Like he's actually a really bad person. And I feel mm-hmm. like they're kind of trying to like prove that by like looking at things that he like the bad, the worst or the more negative things that he's done um, in the past month. And I feel like they're trying to use those to like emphasize their point of like, remember, we just settled like this is not what we want. This isn't good and stuff. But they're all there has been good things like he did enforce like a mass mandate on federal grounds which like um more progress than trump i like i don't know i i feel like there also has been good things like and i feel like it's good to focus on the negatives but i feel like this country has been focusing only seen negatives for so long like i feel like we have to like look at some good things that he's done like he's getting out vaccines to people and also one thing that i am worried for is that he said that um like i think it was i can't remember if it was all americans that would be vaccinated by the end of may or if it was 300 it was um all there would be enough vaccines for all americans to be like by the end of may see that makes me worried because that's a very like big promise so he does Mm -hmm. he does have a tendency to make these big promises and then it kind of fall through and that's like a really big promise to make in such it's it's March now, like May is in two months. I, I just am a little worried about that, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, uh specifically with that, I think um, you know, we have been doing really well with uh the distribution of the vaccines mm-hmm. and because it's only like I think we have somewhere around uh either fifty or a hundred million, I forgot the number, but uh, given the fact that we only need about like 600 million doses for like the two doses and that's only for like the Pfizer and Moderna um, for every American to, uh, you know, have those two doses by the end of May in like three months. And like already given that Joe Biden has stepped up the process and uh, like the distribution is moving more rapidly than Donald Trump. I think it mm, I think I think he, that may be one of the promises he may be able to keep. But yeah it's still, like you said, a very, you know, substantial promise, but um, there are more uh, things that people have criticized him for, and I think uh, we'll get into that, like the specifics, but overall, I just wanted to say that I'm not trying to give him an excuse or an out, because I do feel that we need to hold every uh, president accountable yeah. the same way, um, and our, you know, viewpoints on that may be skewed a little bit, because we had such a radical president for the past four years, so I don't know how, like, criticism with presidents work because, you know, Obama was only the president when we were, like, kind of young and not really, you know, too focused on politics. Yeah. But anyway, um, so a couple of things people, you know, have been mad about. Uh, he has deported uh, over 26,000, uh, you know, immigrants who he said he wouldn't deport any immigrants in his first 100 days. He promised that. Uh, people are saying that he's you know, no longer pushing for this $15 uh, minimum wage. Um, People are saying that he hasn't, what he hasn't given them their $2,000 stimulus check that he promised. And now it's like $1,400. The bombing Syria, like you mentioned, 
Uh, there are now migrant children being held in tents on the borders instead of cages. Um, and then Joe Biden planned to ban private prisons. Um, but, you know, his plan leaves out private immigration detention facilities and private post-incarceration services. Um, so, you know, there's a lot to, you know, deconstruct and mm-hmm. dissect there. Uh, yeah, so w- which one of those stands out to you as, you know, the most significant, like, um, you know, uh, negative aspect of his presidency? Um, I honestly think everything involving um, immigration is the mm-hmm. most disappointing because that was a very, very strongly advocated. He was like, we won't be like, um, we won't like put these kids in cages. Like, okay, you're putting them in tents now. Like, I guess that that's an upgrade, but that's not really what we want. Like, <laughs> like I'm glad people aren't being put in like small cages, but like, I don't want people to be put in tents either. Like that, that should just be like, like we should be working to stop. We don't have to put anyone anywhere in any like closed area, but yeah, like the deporting people, I really was disappointed. I just like, Mm-hmm. I, I thought he would, like, I thought he did say, like, we're going to work to get everyone, like, a green card and everyone, like, legalized, like, as much as we can. But I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's, like, following through on that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think immigration was definitely one of the bigger things. Um, Like you said, like, the, the migrant children being held in uh, tents now. I think, of course, it's definitely an upgrade. Uh, you do have to keep in mind that he's only been in the, you know, the Oval Office for a month and a half. Uh, you can't exactly build, like, you know, a five-star hotel big enough to, like, house all of those people on the border or, like, get them in through the process that fast. And I think we have to definitely look at the, like, surrounding atmosphere of the entire situation because there are a lot of technicalities. And we also have to look at how one of his first exec- executive orders was, you know, banning and halting all uh, border wall construction. Mm-hmm. So that already shows that he is keeping some of his promise and he does care about these immigrant uh, lives. Um, yes, he did deport immigrants. I'm not, I haven't read up too much yeah. on that uh, as to why he deported it because I can't, I've, I've looked and I've tried to research, but I can't find any like specifics and I'm still waiting for something um, you know, like very reliable to come out with like straight facts as to why these people are deported, whether it's for um, the COVID, because I know uh, according to law that like if there's like been an outbreak among immigrant groups, they're supposed to be deported or whatever uh, to prevent like an outbreak. I don't know, but I think that has something to do with it mm-hmm. along with um, other things. Yes, he promised zero deportations, but not everyone's perfect. I know that sounds really hypocritical when we were criticizing Trump, but at least Joe Biden isn't holding them in cages and separating from separating them for their families. Yeah. Also he is working to pass a bill to gain citizenship Mm -hmm. for people. So like, he like he's working, he's trying to like, whereas like we didn't see this much of an effort from like the Trump administration. Like it just kind of like, even like um, if you remember like the Melania tapes where she was like saying how she wants to like, she was complaining about the kids in the cages and like what what is she supposed to do about it you know and like i mean mm-hmm. definitely better than what it's not the best like it's not it's not like his his 
presidency so far is not the best, but it's also not the worst. Like we've seen worse. I think we should just be thankful that we're not living like in the worst anymore instead of like trying to like nitpick every single thing, which is like, it is hypocritical to say that I do feel, but I, I also don't feel like we were nitpicking at every little thing Trump was doing. Like he was just mm-hmm. a bat. He said racist things like every week. He only had like what one press conference a week, and now they're doing like daily ones. Like it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and I also have to add like even if we were, even if there were people nitpicking at Trump, I think that was you know necessary with the like actions he was mm-hmm. taking and his overall behavior as a president. Um, with Joe Biden, I think we ex- expected to see such you know. Uh, vast change in such a short amount of time just because of um, Donald Trump's, you know, like, radicalism. But I always knew that that wasn't, like, you know, completely realistic. Uh, But we're already starting to see change. Yes, we won't see perfect change in perfect time, but hopefully by the end of his four years or eight years, things are looking way better, and these immigrants do have their green cards, and they're invited into the country in the process that is you know extensive and thorough and safe but it's at the same time you know still like manageable mm-hmm. for immigrants to become citizens um but another thing uh moving on from immigration were like were the um parts of the economy so that oh, being yes. the stimulus checks and the uh, uh minimum wage yeah which one do you want to start we with can first? start with the <laughs> stimulus checks first stimulus checks those i that that's a that's one of those things that it wasn't joe biden's fault he pushed for the two thousand dollars stimulus checks the republicans would not allow it in congress they were pushing for the 1400 uh stimulus checks which is just so greedy that i think uh these republicans are trying to keep government spending when uh on things that they really don't need uh when ted cruz is you know taking trips during mm-hmm. uh, like texas freezing over and natural disasters using uh tax money and like when that tax money could be going to these stimulus checks so there are a lot of it, i think it's definitely a lot of the conflict coming from the republican side that's really you know ruining this plan for joe biden and so yeah what do you think yeah i i do think it wasn't necessarily his fault like he did he did push for it and I mean, like, the Senate, like, um, kind of was, like, they weren't very, like, flexible in their agreements. So, um, I know they agreed to 1400 and Joe Biden, like, had to agree to that, too. Which, like, it might not be what he wanted, but at least he did make the effort. And, like, I don't know. That's, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. like, he, he's making the effort, too. And he's mm-hmm. trying to. But sometimes it's like, you know, there's three branches of government for a reason. Like, they all even each other out. And that's kind of like what we saw there with the stimulus checks. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, that type of, uh, you know, relationship with uh, power between the uh, Congress and uh, the executive branch, I think we always knew with the 50-50 split that that was always going to happen, that there's going to be some type of tension or not a direct, you know, line of, uh, of success, like success for, uh, 
uh, Joe Biden with all his policies that he wanted to enact. Uh, but I do think that we also have to take a look at, you know, the, how uh, the Congress might move in the future, because I really hope that, like, some of them can become le- level-headed, especially in the House of Representatives, where there's a wider majority in the Democrats than uh, the Senate. But it's still, you know, that's still worrying me. But like you said, it is something, it's $1,400. That's like, what, the third stimulus check in the past mm-hmm. year? That's gonna, wait, is it the third or the second? Um... I'm pretty sure it's the third. But I know there have definitely not been enough stimulus checks. Um, because that, like, $1,400 is not really livable. That will last you a week, like, or two if you're really frugal. But, um yeah i guess i guess it is something uh and you know covid has like it's i think the overarching like detriment to joe biden's presidency so far i think it's definitely been a big distraction and also he has to deal with the vaccines and the stimulus checks and uh it just you know caused a lot more issues than you know there would have been yeah he definitely took office at like a really really bad time Exactly. And with all these imp- unprecedented events happening, we can't really blame him for all these, you know, um, not so pleasant things that are going on or things that we didn't ask for or wish for. But I guess it's, it is what it is. And we have to definitely hold him accountable, but also give him some yeah. slack, you know. And we got to think of like who our other option was. Like, would we rather have that <laughs> or like joe biden <laughs> speaking about quickly like really quickly speaking about that like donald trump we have only heard from him once now and it came out when he came out with a small rally in florida saying that he might run again in mm-hmm. 2024 and he was talking like he came out when joe biden was going through uh you know this public scrutiny and now he wants to say a bunch of things about joe biden like oh like i told you like he's ruining the country look at that and then all of the Trump supporters are now going to believe it. Like, oh yeah, Joe Biden's ruining, ruining the country. Uh, no, he's not. He's made like so much progression, especially with COVID. And like that, like Donald Trump is still a threat. Yeah. And, uh, Hopefully I don't listen to this back in months and like that like, comes to fruition. But, <laughs> well, anyway. now, now Trump is telling everyone to get the vaccine, even though he like told people COVID wasn't that bad when he had it, even though they they came out a few days ago and said, oh, yeah, his condition was a lot worse than, like, what we were saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about that, too. He did have the best, you know, medical um, access ever, like, being the president. Um, you said that, like, that he's telling people to now get the vaccine. I want to quickly now talk about how more Republicans are saying wear masks. And then Texas right now, along with three other states just uh got rid of their federal mask mandate they just repealed it what do you think about that that is a horrible decision like i don't know why people are acting like this is all over we still have at least the end of the year left of covid with with masks and it's just a horrible decision because you know people like I know everyone's like oh it's gonna be so hard to get back to normal and like it's gonna be so weird without masks but people don't care like they like it's so easy 
for a government official to tell people, oh, you don't have to wear masks. And then no one will wear masks except for like the people who actually are like level headed and like do know that like this is still a threat and I still need to wear my mask, even though that like no one else around me is. (laughs) I still don't want it's still a threat. Like we're not all vaccinated. Like the country is not all vaccinated. Like we also don't know like the other strains still. It, there's a lot in the unknown and lifting mask mandates are not going to help anything. And I actually just got sent an article where Connecticut is um, lifting uh, like occupancy limitations in restaurants and gyms and venues. Oh, no. Yeah, they're, oh, no. But this, they're saying like the curfew will still be enforced and the social distancing will still be enforced. But like for instance like restaurants you'll be able to sit with 11 people now instead of like what was it before like eight or something or six i don't even know but see i don't know why that's the case because if there's anything we learned from specifically connecticut is that we have to wait until covid cases like fall 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 before we open back up because i remember florida opened back up like i think two months after in like may and then all their uh, cases rose like they like spiked mm-hmm. completely spiked Connecticut had like you know those uh, uh tiers or um uh stages of opening up or closing down and I think that was very effective and now that Texas and other states are trying to open back up like I don't understand their rush to open I don't up get like, it either have they not seen like everything it does like to open up early and to just wait a few more months like it's not even summer yeah. yet like if it was the summer and we've gone through this for an entire year like i get it but like why can't we wait it just i don't think connecticut is making the right decision like right now like these restrictions aren't going to be lifted until march 19th but that's only like two weeks away and what can happen how much can happen mm-hmm. in two weeks like the cases are not going to drop to zero every single day within two weeks exactly i think they think that this uh you know the vaccines are gonna work uh you know but they don't faster than they actually are they like their effect is gonna be yeah faster. but they don't work immediately it takes for like two weeks for it to like actually like start working and then the johnson johnson one takes an yeah. entire month but even with that like they're not like we're not gonna vaccinate enough people for it to have such an like impactful yeah. and effective uh uh you know influence on covid cases and i think texas not taking that into consideration is so stupid and goes back again to what we talked about in our last podcast with having you know leadership in uh government that like actually knows what they're doing and cares about the like the welfare of the people and not the economy and i don't i just really don't understand this and you know scientists were even predicting a fourth wave out of like the last that we had we had the original one and then one in the we had one beginning of november and then one in like december after like christmas new year's and like now we might they're predicting a fourth with people opening back up if we don't have like enough people wearing masks and vaccines out there so that's yeah pretty scary. i really hope it's better by the summer again though but i don't know who knows we'll see i guess we'll see how the vaccines go yeah all right well before we wrap up we have to quickly talk about those um that minimum wage oh right, that $15 right, right minimum wage i the thing about the minimum wage i think 
raising it to $15 was never like the smartest idea. I think we have to take a look at fractions and proportions and ratios because $15 in Connecticut is not the same thing as $15 in Arkansas, like at all. The the living uh, cost and the cost to live here in Massachusetts or in uh, New York is not the same as in most, most Southern states. Like even like a house going yeah. for, you know, $500,000 in Atlanta, Georgia would be going for like a million dollars like in our state or in, like in our region. And that just like, I think that was all, like already such a mm, ambitious goal of Joe Biden's and the fact that he people are saying he's kind of given up on it. But do you think he's given up or like, what do you think is going on? I am with you. I never thought this was a smart idea because like from how I saw it, I was like, if minimum wage rises, doesn't that mean that like everything else will rise too? It's like, yeah, you have to get everything cause... on an even playing scale. Like, mm-hmm. Cause that's like having a society. Let's say you have like a hundred people and then everyone's broke, but then you give everyone $5. No, everything's going to be worth the same amount. Like, that $5 is nothing because everyone has that. So, if, like, we all raise it $15 a minute, it's going to, like, offset the scale of things. People are going to be living better than others in other states. And, you know, there is the talk of inflation and, uh, like, the government spending and the entire funding would be messed up. But um, that's a time for another time. I think that could be a whole other podcast episode. And we lastly like this like the overlying the underlying theme through all this is it has only been a month and a half joe biden is still um you know like getting his footing with the presidency and like with the huge distraction of the virus and everything going on with that we still have to like hold on to hope with him because i don't think he's i i don't really think he's you know i like disappointed us like as some people are saying i think He's doing the best he can. I definitely don't think he's not doing yeah, the best he can. Yeah, there's definitely more you know? to come. Like, we had, we've we only seen a month and a yeah. half, so. Yeah. Well, that brings us to our end. I want to thank everyone for listening. And thanks, mm-hmm. Emma, for joining us today. It was nice to be here. <laughs> yeah, it was a good conversation. Uh Thanks, guys, for listening. We're going to have a few more episodes left of this season. And then we're going to move on to season three, which we're very excited about. Uh, But yeah, thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed your ride down the slide on Politician's Playground. Bye. Bye, guys. (laughs) 